Hey, it's Pastor Mike. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to encourage you to check out our other Time of Grace podcasts, like this one, The Non-Microwave Truth by C.L. Whiteside. C.L. just has an amazing way to bring fresh perspective to some of my favorite passages from the Bible. You can search for The Non-Microwave Truth wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And now on to today's episode. Have you ever seen a video depicting Samson in the Bible? In every religious cartoon I've seen of Samson, if it's a live action, like humans are there depicting Samson, even in every like coloring sheet I've ever seen for a kid that shows Samson, there, there's one truth that I see across everything. And it's simply this, Samson's huge. Like in every single time you see him depicted or shown, he's a massive mountain of a man. Like, a head taller than everyone else. He's got this just huge chest, like a mountain that's there. His, his arms, well, I can't really do it, but his arms are just uh, colossal. His legs are like tree trunks. Is that how you envision Samson from the Bible? I don't. And it's not just because I want to try to feel better about my um, sleek physique. It's because of reading scripture. Actually, I didn't really think about it much beforehand, just had the depictions I'd seen of him. So I always thought he was huge until I read scripture, preparing for these devotions. Again, I encourage you now, I've encouraged you in other videos that I've done, when you read the Bible, read slowly, ask questions. Why did they say this? What was the motivation behind that? What's going on? So let's get into this here, and I'll show you why I don't think Samson was this massive, massive, huge man. Here we are, Judges chapter 16. Uh, Samson had been besting the Philistines for like 20 years. And they're trying to figure out how to get back at this guy, how to, how to get him out of there. And they go, wait a second, we can use the woman in his life, the love interests in his life by the name of Delilah. Now, they're not married. We're never told that they're married. They sadly seem to be romantically involved, even though they weren't married. And they, they go to Delilah, the Philistine leaders, and they say this. They say, See if you can lure him, Samson, lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength. And I read that and I thought, well, if Samson is this mountain of a man, if he's like six foot seven, like 285 pounds of solid muscle, then there's no secret. He's just huge, right? But if Samson is the, the small guy and Jewish people back then were, were, were kind of smaller, let's say Samson was like five foot six, 152 pounds. And then he could do these colossal feats of strength. In fact, the, the Bible says there's this one time Samson gets mad. He rips the city gate out of its foundation points. The city gate, this massive gate wide enough that a wagon can go through, tall enough that a horse and rider can go through, and then like thick enough so that it can keep the bad people out. Samson rips this off the foundation, puts it over his head, and goes up a mountain. Now, if he's five, six, 152 pounds, you're going to go, what is the, the secret of his great strength? What's your great strength? What is it about you that makes you strong in, in the eyes of others and, and in the eyes of God? I doubt it's the fact that you can bench more than 782 pounds, which, by the way, is the world record right now for the most pounds someone lifted in a bench press. That's a lot of weight. 
I doubt your great strength is that you can run the mile faster than three minutes, like 42, 43 seconds. That's the, the fastest the mile's been ever run. That's it's really quick. I doubt that's your great strength, but I know what it is. It's anything. It's, it's absolutely anything you do in the name of God in love for others. God says that is incredible strength. In fact, in Matthew chapter 10 and again in Matthew chapter 25, God says that even, even giving someone a drink, a, a cup of water is a, a feat of strength in the eyes of God. Now, the problem is the devil is just so good at trying to convince us that the small things we do don't count, don't matter. They're inconsequential. He gets us to fixate and to focus on, on someone like a Samson, this, this person that does huge things in the name of God. And we go, I could never be like that. This little thing of kindness that I constantly do to others, it's, it's so small, it doesn't matter, it's meaningless. And the devil's so good at convincing you of that lie. God says those acts of kindness are great strength and God can do great things through them. So God gives you this encouragement to continue on in those mighty acts that are small in the name of God to others in Galatians 6. He says this, he said, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Friends, don't give up. Don't give up showing and shining the light of your faith in small ways out into the world. And, and you know that even the, the tiniest little bit of light scatters the darkness. And why does the devil want you to think that your small acts are meaningless? It's because he's scared of them. He's scared of what God can do through them. So shine that light of faith. Scatter the darkness of the devil. And just watch what God's going to do next.